Blog Talk Radio. introductory theme song it's just a song i play a different song pretty much on every show it has nothing to do with the show <laughs> well sometimes it does anyway welcome to uh snake oil radio so it's jim ventura thanks for joining me today uh today is our astrology show astrology update show one of the uh most popular shows i seem to do here on blog talk radio uh for the first time tuning into snake oil radio again my name is jim ventura i am a professional astrologer I call myself a navigational consultant because I also work with tarot and runestones and animal cards and Indian cards and, and all kinds of different types of uh, oracles, numerology. I uh, do personal sessions with people here in my home office in Phoenix as well as um, by phone. Interested in any uh, of my session work, go to my website at jimventura.com. And you can check out rates and things for setting up a personal session with me. You don't have to be in Phoenix to do so. You can do it by phone. A good third of my clients are by phone. I do the radio show three or four times a month, every Thursday around 3.30. We do we usually a 45-minute show. And uh, this is i got different themes for my shows, and this particular show is our astrology update show. So we're going to kind of talk about the current astrology, what's going on in the stars, so to speak, and how that's influencing us. And um, and then I'll be able to take some uh, some live calls uh, later on in the show. About halfway through the show, I'll open up the phone lines, and we'll see if you have any callers that want to have any questions about astrology or anything else for that matter. Uh, I do do little mini five minute uh, reads uh, during the astrology show, but again, they'll be about twenty minutes into the show before I take a first caller, and then we'll go from there. Should be able usually astrology shows I can usually get two or three calls in, so. Uh, be patient if you're in the docket waiting to get a call in, and uh, I will get to you, because I definitely will open up the phone lines today. Okay. I always promise to do that on other shows, that I'm going to do this on the astrology show, so I always stick to my word, because a lot of times people call in on my other shows where sometimes I can't really get to the phone to do the uh, little couple-minute mini-reads on the phone. Today I will. Okay. So that said... Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's kind of going on, so everyone could sort of tune in to uh, the elements of our astrology right now and what's kind of happening. Uh, you know, the thing I always tell people about astrology, whether you know a little about astrology, nothing about astrology, a lot about astrology, this is a good way to look at it, guys, because I know a lot of times people are sort of humorous about um, seeing astronomy as a real science, astrology is not a real science. Uh, believe me, if you, if you study astrology, you understand it absolutely is a very real science. Subjective in some respects, dependent on the formulas you work with to put it together, but um, absolutely a very, really powerful tool of understanding and awareness. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I, the way I always put it is whether you believe in astrology or not, it's still going to affect you. So yeah, there can be a benefit, obviously, in knowing kind of what's happening and, and what the influences are. 
uh, you know, and having your astrology chart done and interpreted by a good astrologer or doing it on your own. You don't have to necessarily hire someone. You can study on your own. Um, is a great way to really get insight into your life purpose, who you are, strength, weaknesses. You know, uh, it's really, really, really very comprehensive. But what we can also talk about primarily today is the planets. You know, when you're born, a natal chart basically means this is where the planets were when you were born. So that really, in essence, sets up a lot of personality traits, characteristic challenges. Always remembering that astrology is, influences us, but we still make decisions and choices. That's kind of the nature of being alive in a in the physical plane, making decisions. But astrology definitely influences us and can sway us and move us and open up doors and, and set up challenges as well. We still choose what we do. So a uh, natal chart is just that. It's where the stars and the uh, planets were when you were born. And But the, considering the planets continue to move, we have what are called transits, meaning as, as planets move to different signs, they create different motion for us. Um, different angles between those planets in our natal chart, um, sometimes good and helpful, sometimes you know a little bit of a pain in the ass and, and challenging, uh, but that's good too because that's our growth. Um, <laughs> we always have to remember that, even albeit uh, challenging at times. Uh, so uh, this is one of the things that we I can universally talk about with people because when you do an actual astrology chart, you can actually get into house placements. There are 12 houses of life, and that's literally what it means, like the areas of life first house our personality seventh house marriage partnerships relationships fifth house romance risk-taking tenth house career and so when you track movement through the houses you can get really particular about what influences are coming into play in your life um, but we can also get some insight as planets move into signs and that's what we're going to talk about today we really can't talk about the houses because again i would have to have a a very personal chart of someone in front of me to really get that specific. But we can get some overall feels and influences for things just by the movement of the planets themselves. Now, when I say the word planet, guys, just so you know, if I say the sun and the moon are planets, obviously they're not planets. One is a star, one is a satellite. But from an astrologer's perspective, we call planets everything that's in our solar system that influences us energetically we call a planet. It's just kind of a terminology that is, is used that way. So, first thing we'll talk about is obviously we're moving, the sun is moving out of Leo uh, and into, um, and into uh, Virgo uh, within hours. I'm not sure of the exact minutes to this, but it is the 22nd, uh, so we do have that push into Virgo in the next day. Uh, uh, so, what we'll see, you know, the sun will stay in a, in a sign for about a month. So, as a matter of fact, whenever someone asks what your sign is, if you're born in September or late August, of course, you're a Virgo. So, really, you're asking about the sun sign. Now, as the sun moves into Virgo, what we can kind of catch is, again, if we knew the house placement for you specifically, we'd really get into a more detailed area of your life. But... Because it's moving into Virgo, Virgo is all about analyzing, solving, resolving. It's the part of us, and we all have Virgo somewhere in a chart, even if you're not a Virgo. It's the part of us that um, believes that everything can be fixed, solved, resolved. Uh, the positive polarity of Virgo is uh, I analyze or study, uh, and its negative is I worry. So the analyze and study part is you know, Vir Virgos are great at really learning. Um, when a Virgo sets their mind to learning something, they really will pull out all the stops to become quite knowledgeable. Um, it can be a very brilliant sign that way. 
the negative pole of I worry is Virgos are very notorious for obsessive overthinking and overanalysis and worry. Um, they may hide it, but believe me, all Virgos do it. Like they, they learn, hopefully they've learned <laughs> how to minimize that influence. You know, just because we have a negative in our astrology doesn't mean we have to keep doing it. We can learn and say, okay, I'm worrying. I need to stop worrying and overthinking everything. So we've got that moving into Virgo. So for all of us, you may notice in the next month you're going to get a little bit more inclined to kind of fix, to solve, to resolve. Your practical side is going to come to the surface. Often issues around health, body maintenance, um, things uh, that we can resolve and, and, and work toward uh, solutions with become really prominent. Um, we may become more critical, a little more critical as a planet's moving to Virgo, so we might have to watch that ourselves. Um, healthy criticism is good. Too much criticism will kind of piss people off, so watch a little bit of that. Uh, Virgo's test is to learn tolerance. Because Virgos assume everyone thinks the same way, that everything can be fixed, solved, resolved, and what do they have to do? But sometimes sometimes don't necessarily want to fix and solve and resolve. Sometimes they just want to complain or they want to experience something. So Virgo has to remember that. So we're all going to have that trigger and that kind of fix-it syndrome. Um, you know, often a lot of energy toward our work in the next month. Also, uh, Mercury is moving out of Leo in the next couple of days and into uh, Virgo as well, and will stay there for the next month. So Mercury rules the way that we think, the way we communicate, the way we express ourselves. So we kind of got a double energy of, of Virgo coming in. Um, they're just about conjunct each other, too, uh, fairly in close proximity for the next couple of days, too. So you're going to find just as a general rule that you're analyzing and thinking and processing a lot more than normal, um, but which is good. Mercury kind of isn't so much about what we do as much about what we analyze and what we think about. So we've got this movement of, of Virgo energy coming in with both the Sun and with Mercury. So uh, I've got a natal conjunction of planets in, in Virgo, so for me, uh, you know, it's not a problem. I, I, I'm very comfortable with my Virgo energy, even though it's square my Sagittarius Sun by 90 degrees in my chart. That's the one difficulty that I've got in my chart. And I believe me, I've pissed people off with my Sagittarian mouth and my uh, my Sagittarian mouth and my uh, and my Virgo nitpickingness in that sense. Uh, okay, so let's continue to talk here. I want to welcome everybody. I see some people jumping at the chat room. Welcome Supernatural. Welcome all the other guests that are jumping in the chat room. I've got someone already waiting on the call in. Please hang uh, a little bit longer. I will take calls, um, a couple of calls toward the end of the show. So in about 15 minutes, I'll open up the phone lines. Uh, so welcome everyone to the show. Thanks for joining me today, guys. We're talking about astrology. And if you have your own chart, absolutely, you might want to follow along. Uh, you know, just here's a very Virgoian thing, by the way. Let me give you some practical information. There's lots of free astrology chart services that you can find on the web. One of my favorites is astro.com, A-S-T-R-O.com. If you sign up for Astro, it doesn't cost you anything. You sign up for an account with Astro, and you can actually store up to 100 different names and birth dates of people um, and get free charts. Now, the charts are not really going to be interpreted. They do give some free interpretation on the site, which is actually pretty decent. Uh, but, you know, really you'll have to go further with your own research or study to really get even more out of it. Or you can, again, hire a good astrologer and, and, and do it that way. But I really highly recommend Astro.com if you're not already on it or a similar site because, again, you don't have to pay for these charts uh, in that context, and that's really good so you can follow along. 
in future shows or just for your own research. So, it's a little good Virgo and practical knowledge there for people to follow. It don't, won't cost you anything, guys. Um, so, uh, that's a, a good decision to make. So, we've got both the Sun and Mercury pushing their way into Virgo. Again, Sun and Mercury generally will stay in a sign for about a month. Sometimes Virgo, uh, Mercury, sorry, will stay there a little longer when it goes retrograde or backwards, and we've talked about that on other shows. Uh, Venus is already ahead in Libra at this point in the game. So Venus rules the way we love, express feminine energy and creativity. So as Venus kind of works its way through Libra, and Venus will stay in Libra for about a month or so too, um, that's actually going to, you know, Venus and Libra can be a nice little charge up for our love life uh, because we often are a lot more harmonious and a lot more balanced as, as Venus moves through Libra. We can often be a bit more pleasant. I felt um, I felt it move in there a week or so ago when it did because I felt I suddenly got a little bit nicer. So uh, <laughs> I knew Venus was moving its way into into Libra for a while. So uh, what that's going to do is it's going to really bring that part of us that that looks at balance and fairness and and adaptability in that respect. So that can be kind of a nice influence again. If we look at the house that it's in your chart, it's even going to get more personal. Uh, as well, so um, definitely something to uh, take notice of. Next planet we look at is Mars. Now Mars is still in Cancer. Mars will stay in a sign for about eh, you know two months or so. Um, it's been in Cancer for a while. Mars represents our male energy and our aggressiveness. So as it's been pushing its way through Cancer, it can make us kind of protective of family and the things that we care about. I uh, could put some energy into um, how we nurture and care for others. Uh, but it can make us sometimes a little bit of combative issues can come up with family because Mars is kind of our aggressive warrior energy that comes to surface. So it is uh, going to be moving out of Cancer, though, in the next probably, I want to say, week or so. Mars will move into Leo. So um, what that's going to do for the next couple of months is Mars and Leo is definitely going to trigger a lot of our creative energy. You may find yourself uh, being a little bit more creative, more artistic, um, a little bit cockier in a good way. Leo energy is all about uh, willfulness and all about creativity and, and shining like a diamond. So as Mars pushes its way into Leo, we really will often catch ourselves becoming a little bit more inclined to be willing to take center stage, to be heard, to be recognized. It can even charge up our urge to give and to be seen as the generous one at some levels. Um, uh, kind of a nice placement when, when Mars moves into Leo, I think, because, again, it can really charge up our creative energy. You know, you might find yourself, you know, wanting to do karaoke or something you might never have done before because it can bring out that energy as well, too. But on the negative side, Mars can make us combative in Leo if we feel someone isn't recognizing our greatness or what's wonderful about us. We can become pissed off and, and combative. So be conscientious of that, too. That can be sort of the negative side of that particular transit. Next planet we'll talk about is Jupiter. Jupiter has been in Cancer for the last year and will continue to for a number of months. We've got some Jupiter and Cancer energy going on. Um, what I think, you know, Jupiter is kind of the planet of, of benefits and expansiveness and philosophy, and it's where we're kind of larger than life and lucky and abundant. So um, wherever it is in your natal chart will, again, show where you kind of tend to luck out or have a certain sense of, of a high level of prosperity in that area. 
the negative side of it, it can be where we're indulgent, uh, where we're kind of a little bit full of crap. Sometimes where we toot our own horn too much, <laughs> where we're a little, you know, too big for our britches, so to speak. But uh, overall, it's a positive planet because it just represents our philosophy, our perspective, our, our ability to be kind of larger than life. So uh, its movement uh, in cancer, again, is really highlighting a lot of themes around our home and our family and our sense of nurturing and how we're nurtured. Um, I know uh, I've been very, very aware myself of how my friends kind of give and nurture and, and have taken care of me in some ways during difficult times. And my friends are like second family to me. We say that, remember, sometimes your family is just always your family, but, you know, we may have other family. It could be friends or people that we connect with that are sort of uh, brothers and sisters from another mother uh, as well. And I always think it's good to remember that because I said that before. I think if your family is particularly torturous, you might want to consider just kind of finding another one. <laughs> you know, you don't have to necessarily totally ditch them, but I think if you spend a lifetime fretting about how um, – how incompatible you are with your family, you're, you're kind of wasting your energy. You know, uh, sometimes it's really a wisdom in knowing when to say, you know what, you know, I've, you know, there's so many people on this planet that, that I can take in as family if I'm willing. Uh, but when I was younger, I always laugh, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine recently, and I, when, when I was about uh, 18 or 19, I was working as a waiter um, in a restaurant, and my best friend was a 41-year-old woman for a good couple of years, and a couple of friends of mine thought that was rather odd. I didn't. I have a wonderful mother, and I love her, but my mom was a little on the cold side, um, and uh, I just needed some more mothering energy. So one of the waitresses I worked with, I had a connection, a friendship with, and uh, she became my sort of friend-slash-other mother. And even to this day, she lives in New York, and I still talk to her a couple of times a year. She's always going to be an important part of my life. So, you know, I thought I got more than one mother. You know, I mean, there's certainly nothing wrong in that. Although my mother has gotten a little jealous over that from time to time, but uh, my mom's Aries in German, so that's not exactly a shocker. Uh, <laughs> I love my mother, though. Anyway, so we've got uh, uh, Jupiter will stay in, in Cancer for, for a bit longer, so we've got some more going on that way uh, for a while before, before it moves into Leo. Really, I'd say it's probably over a year before it even pushes its way into Leo, so still a lot of this family stuff going on. Uh, Saturn is in Scorpio, has been for a good year or so now. Uh, went in, into Scorpio about uh, in about October of, of last year. Um, Saturn rules restriction, caution, um, limitation. It also rules where we grow wiser and smarter with age. So I've talked a little bit about this on a previous show. Um, Saturn will stay in Scorpio for a good another year and a half or so, maybe even two, before it goes out. Um, and, you know, it's bringing to light a lot of uh, sort of karmic repercussions around how we use our power and our energy in this world. Um, are we uh, overusing our power and our ability to manipulate and influence people? Are we underusing it? It's really getting us to look at that, that element of cause and effect. You can see a lot of that going on um, even in the world with, uh, you know, the Anthony Weiner scandal um, bringing up sex issues, not a surprise with Scorpio, uh, power issues, things coming to light. I think there, you know, people have already noticed that if you do something kind of wrong or bad, so to speak, the repercussion is more notable. If anyone's catching what's going on with Russia, the Winter Olympics is going to be there. There's a lot of hoopla around them um, squashing any expression for gays and lesbians in the area, and uh, some real repercussions coming out of this. 
a lot of other countries and people are getting pissed off. Um, so we, you know, that's at a larger level. But at a personal level, you know, we got to look in our own backyard, guys, and we got to recognize that Saturn is kind of the great teacher. You know, often disguised as a t- uh, as limitation and pain at first, but inevitably the very thing that we become kind of sharp at because we grow up and we mature and we become smarter. So a lot of energy in the last year to the next year or so about really how to fine-tune your power, how you influence people, how you manipulate. And remember that word manipulation shouldn't make you go, oh, my God, bad word. Not at all. Listen, you go to a chiropractor and they fix your back, you're not mad that she manipulated you. You go to a good therapist who helps you, they manipulated you. Personal trainer helps you get in shape, they manipulated you. Do not assume that the word manipulation means bad. There's a big mistake a lot of people think with Scorpios. You know, that energy is channeled in the right way. Very powerful. And we all have this somewhere in our chart. Okay, let me mention a couple of the outer planets, and then I think I'm going to go to the phones because we've got a number of people waiting here, and I want to take some of these calls today, as promised. Okay, so outer planets. Uranus is in, uh, in uh, Aries, has been for a couple of years now. Uranus is where we're odd, we're weird, we're eccentric. So again, if we look at where this is in house placement in our chart, it's going to get even more particular. But Uranus in Aries is really creating a lot of energy about rebelliousness. You can see this with a lot of countries, Egypt, Greece, other places being very rebellious against the government. Um, like you can see that rebellion energy even in America. You know, the the right wing thinks the liberals are taking over. The liberals want to um, want to eliminate the right wing cuckoo birds. I mean, it's all like I always think, God, guys, find some moderateness somewhere in the middle here. But um, there's a lot. Of, you can see a lot of controversy still kind of lingering. And then we got a couple of years with. Uranus in Aries, it does kind of strike up our independence and our ability to kind of be a leader and unique, but at the other level, it can actually make us somewhat combative and even at times myopic about how we necessarily view something. Uh, Neptune has been in, uh, uh, where is Neptune right now, too? Uh, Neptune's been in Pisces for a couple of years and has many years in Pisces. Actually, it's in its sort of home sign. So, you know, this is a trigger to get in touch with our intuitive sides. Um, this is also can really heighten our ability to be sensitive, to be psychic, to be intuitive. But Neptune and Pisces can also bring up looking at where you might give too much and potentially get victimized or uh, martyred, so to speak. It can be the negative side of it. Keep an eye out for that in your own life, whether you know you're giving to you know, a fault. Um, but ultimately, Neptune in Pisces is really getting us in touch with the Christ energy, with the ability to be giving, to be loving, to you know, evolve and transcend the way we view people and things, and, and even to develop our own intuitive um, energy. If you're familiar with the Tarot, you know, there's a little bit of a, almost a high priestess kind of vibe with this. I would think it's sort of like the high priestess archetype along with the hangman archetype combined together, working toward the goal of developing your intuitiveness, your compassion, and your ability to um, inspire others. And Pluto, we talked about Pluto in other shows. Pluto's been bobbing its way through Capricorn since 2008 and will continue to for at least another decade, guys and girls. Uh, you know, everyone knows what happened in 2008 when the economy took a huge dip. Pluto jumped out of good old fashioned, a uh, good old uh, optimistic Sagittarius and dived into cautious, restricted, fearful Capricorn. 
Uh, and we had economic issues that came out of it. And here's the good thing, and don't get insulted if you're a Capricorn, <laughs> because there's good energy connected with Capricorn. It just takes a little longer to get to it, um, meaning, uh, you know, the positive pole of Capricorn is I use, you know, even difficulty become a benefit to a Capricorn because they're that sharp. They know how to um, overcome difficulty. The negative is I inhibit, and it can bring up fear for people. Pluto kind of represents our, our the, the point in our chart of power and transformation. Um, so we're, we're, as, as an economy, as a people, there's a lot of real transformation going on. And it was triggered by fear. It was triggered by a need to uh, rebuild, to restructure for a lot of us. So I would say Pluto through Capricorn, the message that I would give to everyone is if you're willing to work hard at a goal, to persevere and to keep going and work your way um, to a goal, uh, you'll get there. And not only will you get there, but you'll be awesome when you get there. Uh, you know, you'll fall down a few times along the way, but uh, there's always a benefit to it. Okay. A couple of things I might want to talk about today, but I think I'm actually going to go to the phone lines because we've got quite a few people already in there. We've already got three people waiting. Um, so I'm going to do a couple of five-minute mini conversation reads. i got to keep them to about five minutes, guys. I know sometimes you really want to talk further. we got to keep these many if you want to, you know, more information in, this, in a session contact me for a personal one, but we can at least give you a little tidbit of insight here today. Uh, phone lines here for the call-in number is 646-200-3966. You'll probably need to dial a one before that. I'll try to get to everybody today. And then if we have extra time, I'll talk about a few more astrology attributes or aspects that are going on, um, including the North Node moving its way through uh, Scorpio as well, which is happening some interesting stuff for me right now in relationships since it's my seventh house. Uh, okay, so I'm going to take my first caller, um, who's been patiently waiting about 25 minutes here. Uh, 862, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Who am I talking to? My name is Jackie. Jackie, did you have you called in before? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Do you have a question, comment? Tell me what you want to kind of take a little. Well, you know, I've always had an experience, um, at least two or three times in my life, where when I noticed the moon was like a crescent moon with the star a certain direction, someone close to me usually died. So it always right. made me like I, I watch the sky every night. You know, right. um, I don't know anything too much about my charts because I don't have my exact time of birth. I'm birth. Right. And unfortunately, my parents are gone now, and it's not on my birth certificate. Gotcha. Were you born in a hospital, though? Yes, I was. I was born in okay, England. Because it, this is just a recommendation. This is a good question, too, to ask for a lot of people. If you, um, if you contact a hospital, you can, mm-hmm. ask for, um, you can ask for a copy of your birth certificate, and then, but request the second page, because a lot of times that's where the information was. So give that a shot if you want to. You know, call a hospital and say, hey, listen, I'm trying to get a copy of my birth certificate, but I need the second page because I really want the time. Take a shot at that if you haven't already done it because I find a lot of people that have been able to pull that off. I've considered doing, doing it. I was born in London, England, though. So You were born in London? Yeah, yeah so, well, then it's probably going to be a long-distance call. <laughs> but or write yeah. them. And it's just worth it because if you do get the birth time, you'll really be kind of blown away by the amount of information that kind of comes through. Okay. But... um. Let me. And what what day and month were you born? I was born January fifth, nineteen sixty five. So you're you're Capricorn. Yeah. Yes, I am. 
Okay. Now let me tell you a little bit about Capricorn, and then I pulled an angel card for you, Jackie, if that's okay. Cool. With you? Thank you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just got to get permission first. So remember, positive pole of Capricorn is I use, it's negative is I inhibit. So, you know, listen, Capricorn is not an easy sign. If you told me that you've been dancing through tulips all of your life and it's been really easy, I say this with love, but no, you haven't. Uh, mm-hmm. You can, you know, you learn through difficulty. Capricorn is one of those signs to me that improves a lot with age. Okay. Because the older you get, the stronger and smarter you get and less fearful you become, which okay. is one of the things that's awesome. Also, Capricorns typically tend to age very well, by the way. Because Capricorn rules all bone structure, so that's another positive. The other thing that I always like to tell Caps to remember is as we get older, we kind of begin to progress somewhat energetically into the sign that follows us. So Caps become a little more Aquarian-like with age, which means you're going to get a little bit more weirder and more eccentric and more brilliant with age. So absolutely let that happen. Nothing uh, Nothing to resist. Um, I'm Sagittarius, I'm 48 now, and I'm starting to feel that Capricorn energy coming in for me. And i got to tell you, I actually kind of like it. Um, I've been a lot more successful and willing to work harder toward my goals, which isn't usually a Sagittarian thing. Uh, okay. I want to try to make it easy. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite for Caps. So that's good news in that respect. But when I pulled an angel card for you, it's interesting what came right to the top of the deck immediately. The angel's name is Sonia. So let me okay. read this to you so everyone can kind of hear this, and um, this should be kind okay. of an interesting trigger for you. Um, and it ties in very much with your question. Sonia says, I bring you a message from your deceased loved one. Mm. I'm happy at peace, and I love you very much. Please don't worry about me. Uh, your heart has been heavy with grief, and I'm here to reassure you I am a guardian angel to your deceased loved ones, and I want you to know that there's no reason for you to worry. Your loved one is very happy and adjusted to the transition very well. There is no anger or upset directed toward you, only love and understanding. You've done nothing wrong, dear one, so please don't blame yourself in any way. You did everything that you could, and your loved one has asked me to share this appreciation with you. So that's just part of that message. I just kind of wanted to uh, talk to you. Well, and I, lost, I lost my mother, and it's been very, very tough. Oh, I'm, me I'm really, family. really tough. I lost my yes. dad four years ago, and it was brutal. You know, mm-hmm. my dad was like an anchor for me yeah, in a lot of ways. So I think it's always tough, but here's the thing. So I get some good energy coming in from her towards you that she's protecting you, guiding you, absolutely loves you. There's no question about that. Um, but the thing that I'm kind of hearing is what what I'm getting is when you see the moon and the crescent, it's just the development of your intuitive abilities that have always kind of been there. Mm-hmm. and. The thing you need to remember is if you see something, you've got to remember you're not causing it. You're only perceiving it. This okay. is one of the things that happens for a lot of people when intuitive ability develops. They get nervous because they think like, shit, I didn't want to know that. I, you know what I mean? Now, oh, my God. You know? But you're not causing it. You're just perceiving it. Okay. And it's a very important thing to remember so you're not afraid of these abilities that are coming. But I keep kind of hearing that, you know, these abilities are going to grow for you in a lot of ways. They've, they've been kind of dormant, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of peaked in. And I do think that you see signs and you observe things and you know things. Yes. And um, Spirit is saying, go with it. You're allowed to develop this. You'll actually end up helping people in a way that you can't even necessarily see. You've been afraid of it. You know, I always think that, um, I always say every sign has something it struggles with. For Capricorn, it's actually sociability. 
because not only is it sort of easy to be social for Capricorn, like, you know, it was, my joke is it's like the Mary Tyler Moore party. Mary Tyler Moore mm-hmm. was Capricorn. You remember that, that show? <laughs> and every time she had I remember a party, Mary it was Tyler like Moore. a disaster. <laughs> What's that? I remember Mary Tyler Moore. I, I yeah, she remember. was very beautiful, you know, great bone structure, you know what I mean? But she'd have a party, and it was always like torture for her. You know, and right. I always laugh. I said, that's the example of Capricorn. You know, it's like, you, you know, if you're having a party and someone's un- unhappy, your party, now you're unhappy. Because right. you guys, you take a lot of responsibility for the people around you. So the key is, is let your eccentricity come to surface and allow these talents and abilities to come. And realize, again, you're not causing it, you're just perceiving it. Because I think there's more to come with this uh, this development for you. Okay. okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank it. you so much for so, calling in, Jackie. And what was the name of that card, Sonia? Uh, her name is Sonia. Wow. The angel. But, yeah, a definite message can't come in through. I think you got a lot of protectors around you. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Thank sweetie. You. Thank you. You hear that? Great show. All right, great. I'm glad you're enjoying it. All right, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Thank you much for that call, Jackie. I always appreciate everybody being willing to... Share too, and I like we'll get to as many people as we can. Sam and take another caller, um, and welcome everyone in the guest room. Lachey, Supernatural Radio. Everyone else has been kind of jumping in and out. Let me grab another guest here. Seven oh eight. Welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hey Jim, it's Lucy. Hey Lucy, how are you? I'm fine. I was just wondering if you would be able to pull an angel card for me because tomorrow is is pretty big. This this whole weekend is pretty big for me. Um, I have to tell you, just I mean, I, I pick up the cards and like a card just basically shoves itself in my hand, so okay. I have to laugh. They're like, here you go, here you go. So, you know, we had a blue moon recently too, and I didn't mention that on the show, but um, it really has sparked up a lot of kind of intense energy. I know some people have been frustrated by it. Some people are seeing yeah. it kind of as an opportunity. But mm-hmm. what I'm getting for you and what the angel card says is it's actually coming through more as opportunity. So let me tell you what okay. the angel card says. The angel's name is Oceana. And she says, take action. You're in touch with the truth in this situation, and you need to trust your gut and lovingly assert yourself. Additional messages, dive right in. There's no need for more research or time. You can trust your feelings on this one. I will guide you through the actions that are necessary considering the circumstances. Your main concern is to avoid procrastination at all costs. Break the situation down into small steps so that you don't become overwhelmed, but then take those steps at regular intervals. You already know what to do about the situation. You've made up your mind to take action. I'm here to validate that your, your direction is on the path of light. Although there might be some temporary hard work or emotional turmoil that can surface, this will soon be replaced by a lightness of spirit, um, uh, spirit again, uh, to gently floating to a summer breeze. So they're giving you the high five on go forward with it. Are you nervous about what's coming up? I'm actually taking a test tomorrow, a licensing test. Yeah. You're 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 ready. <laughs> you know, it's, you're just you know what it is. You, it, it's like you know. Trust me, I get the same way. I I get. Uh, when, when's your day and month of birth? Um, April 11th. I'm in Aries. Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the gifts of being fireside is being kind of a lunatic in a healthy way too. But like anything yeah. else, sometimes you're plowing forward and there's a party that's like, am I going in the right direction here? Did I do enough? Am I going to, you know. But I really get a feeling that you're going in the right direction with this. So, Excellent. you know, sometimes we can almost overload on information too. 
Well, well, yeah, that's keep, kind of like what I'm feeling, but it, it, a part of me is saying, you know what, it is what it is. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, you are. And, and it's kind of one of those sort of meant-to-be things also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, you know, I have to laugh because I, years ago when I was in the restaurant business, I had to take a food handler's card test. And it was already mm-hmm. waiting tables at the bartender. They made me take this stupid test. It's basically a way for the state to collect money. Who are we kidding? But um, I didn't have time to study, and I got to the test, and I was a little nervous, but I knew I'd pass one way or another, and this is my little joke. This was many years ago. Um, it was just a dumb test. It's really meaningless, but I still had to pass it. Otherwise, I'd have to come back and take it again, and it would cause issues with the mm-hmm. job. And there was a little Mormon busboy that I worked with, really cute, great kid, like 18, 19 years old, and I think he was a little closet case boy that had a crush on me. And he finished his mm-hmm. test. We were all testing together, and he said, he looked over and he said, hey, do you want me to do your test for you? <laughs> and I gave it to him. He did the test. <laughs> and I knew it was so evil, but I had to laugh because it was such a meaningless test. But it was like I didn't, I was worried I didn't study enough, but Spirit was sort of like, listen, we got this. So I don't think you're going to have a Mormon boy take your test for you, but I think you're prepared (laughs) for it. (laughs) What's that? Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, I know it's not meaningless, but I want to be on the other side already. Yeah, that's it. You're you're really, you know what's happening is your impatience is getting you. Yeah. And remember, the positive pole of impatience is daring. The negative is um, intolerance. Like, it's like you want it to be over with already. And you know what it kind of does when you get impatient that way? It kind of makes you trick a little bit into sort of martyr energy because you keep feeling like you're getting screwed, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, by time. So don't battle time. Trust in this. You know, study a little more to just brush yourself up. But I, I got a good, I got a very strong feeling about this. They, they, I think that's why you called in the angels. Like, listen, we got your back. We're going to take care of this for you. Oh, well, yeah, you know, usually, I mean, I haven't had the chance to, to hear yourself but I've always wanted to. So it was like, you know what, I'm still on the train, as you can hear. And it was like, I got a call. I got a call. Excellent. Yeah. So thank, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, that's it. You, you got pushed, and, you know, that's it. That's follow, that follows impulses. But, yeah, I, I feel it really in the core of my being. You're, you're more than ready. There's nothing for you to worry about. Thank you so much, Jim. You're welcome. Thank you, Lucy, for calling. And good luck, even though I don't think you'll need it. But good luck anyway, <laughs> all right? All right. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye. All right, yeah, that's a good, some positive stuff here. Okay, let's see. Let me see if I can get, I know I can get one more call. I might be able to get two. Uh, 847, welcome to the radio. Hello. Hello. Hi, who are we chatting with here? Hi, I'm Jill. Hi, Jill. Thanks for calling in. Do you have a question, a comment? Tell yeah, me what's going on. do you see anything in my life getting better in the next few months? Okay, let me pull a couple of um Tarot cards for you, and we'll see okay. what's going on. Do a little quick, little quick, little mini thread here. Um, oops. All right, wait a second. It wouldn't show up in here. my chart, you think? Yeah, it probably would as well. But um, I think um, the reason I don't do the charts on air is because it just takes to. It's sort of technical that I have to punch the information in. Okay. And um, and uh, you know, and it, it's just boring. I think for people listening, it's like, okay, what is he doing? He's <laughs> He's typing away, you know what I mean? It's uh, one of those type of things that I think is always very key. Um, okay, so I pulled a couple of cards. I see some struggle around you, but yet the cards are actually showing a change in direction in the next couple of months. The Seven of Wands is coming up in your past, in your present, recent past, reversed, 
which is like a frustration card. It means like you've been persevering toward goals, but it can feel like you're like walking a tightrope and you have like the image of the card is to show a man walking a tightrope and six wands are being poked up underneath him. And he's holding his position, but it's sort of feeling like he's exhausted from trying to maintain that posture with turbulence around him. Okay. The good news that is reverse. It, it actually means like as stressful as it is, and as bad as some of the things you've dealt with have been, it actually could have been worse, or a lot of the other things you might have been afraid of didn't really necessarily come into play also. So that's kind of a good, you know, and I think almost everyone's been through some kind of horrible turmoil in the last couple of years. Um, you know, I could, I've talked about it in other shows, I had some really tough stuff in 2008 and 2011 that was brutal in terms of what I went through as well, too. So I know a lot of people have had some, some difficulty to overcome. But what comes up in the future position is they show the Father of Swords and the Magician card, which means, you know, your energy is going to go from problems and difficulty into, into creating something new, to um, charging up your energy and getting excited and enthused about something. And I actually feel that's within the next two months, that something is going to get you and get hold of you in a way where it's going to minimize a lot of the difficulty because you're going to start really tapping into your potential and what you're capable of doing. And I think you're going to get very excited about it. So I feel like this phase that you've been going through is getting ready to pass. And all you need to do at this point in the game is I pulled an angel card and it comes up Adriana, which says you just need to ask for inspiration and guidance from spirit to ask them to help you and keep asking even to the point where you're being a nudge about okay. it. So you're not bothering anybody, that it's like, that. Oh, spirit, the, spirit guides and angels don't react the way people do if you keep annoying them. They don't get annoyed. They don't say, oh, she's calling again. Right. They, <laughs> they don't operate that way. So that's what I'm hearing because there's something very, very interesting that comes into play I'm hearing within two months that you'll know it when it shows up. It'll be like, oh, man, I've been kind of feeling this is where I want my energy to go. Are you uh, with someone now in a relationship? No. Because that's another thing that they're saying is they're showing the influence of um, another relationship coming in too. So you got a lot of stuff getting ready to trigger. This is just the see, end and of that's the really problem too. It's really hard to do well in life when you have no support. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that, and I'm not talking oh, about financially or materially. I'm talking about just support in general, emotionally, psychologically. But this seems to be very different because the card's coming up the King of Swords, which would suggest um, generally male, sometimes it's female, but it's usually a male influence, obviously. And um, it would suggest someone that's a good communicator, someone that's expressive, someone that's very smart. So I keep that. It's interesting to me there's something interconnected with someone you meet, um, and, and I like the direction. Again, I think the Magician card usually leads to called the Alchemist. It means you're about to get excited about some different endeavors and things that are getting ready to come into play. Does so the relationship feel like it's business, romance, or both? I, I kind of think it's both. Okay. Because the first card that I pulled was the lover's card, which means that, you know, there were times in the past when you had good, but it might seem like it was a long way off. Right. Long That's why way off. I'm a about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear the same thing. Trust me, I just began a relationship, and it's been 10 years since I even had anything really Me meaningful. Too. So it's like I know the feeling. It. Part of you is like, why even bother? But then it's like when someone really cool comes along, it's like, well, now I know. Now I remember why I bother. It's just that. Right. But anyway, that's getting ready to come into play. King of Swords, so air sign probably, Aquarius, Libra, or Gemini. 
So, okay. Okay? Thank right, you. Well, I goes. feel better. Okay. Thank you. And Good. I'm going to keep right, listening. Cool. Actually, we're actually getting ready to finish up here, too, so let me put you Okay. On I'll just listen, right. and, and I'll press cool. my one. Thank you, because you're interesting, you're so back. I want to hang on. Cool. All right. Well, I have one more call, but I'm not going to be able to take you a um, a four seven. So my apologies for that because they're going to cut us off time wise. But um, I'm going to mark you down here. And the next show that I do, when you call in, even if you're third or fourth in line, I'm going to take you first. A four seven. So thanks for your patience for being here. Uh, thanks guys for for tuning into the show. Yeah, we went through a well and fast show. I appreciate all the calls. I will be back next week. I'm going to do a little mini class. And teach you guys something. I'm not sure what it is yet. I have to figure out what I want to teach. It's going to be a free mini class, but I am going to take some calls at the end. And again, I will uh, take 847. If you guys remember to call in next Thursday, I will take you first uh, since you were so patiently waiting here. Uh, okay, great. Thank you guys uh, for calling in. Uh, this is Jim Ventura. Thank you for tuning into Snake Oil Radio. I'll be here next week. We we'll do a little mini class um, for you guys to tune into. Um, click on my follow page through either Facebook or here. And that way um, you'll know when shows are coming up. But generally it's usually every Thursday. So if you want information on my uh, website, go to jimventura.com. Get some info on my books, CDs, uh, sessions, classes, things of that nature. And uh, email me at venturasage at yahoo.com if you want to get my monthly newsletter, Snake Oil. That's free, and you'll be privy to all kinds of good information and free specials and things. So discounted specials when I do them. Guys, thanks everyone for tuning in today. Have an awesome day, and we'll catch up with you hopefully next week. Cheers.